the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Ancient Chinese proverb. Welcome to the Simply Retirement Podcast with your host, Eric Blake. This show offers valuable insights and advice on retirement planning, specifically tailored for women. Join us as we explore various challenges that arise during retirement planning and discuss practical ways to overcome them. With years of experience in retirement planning as a financial professional, Eric brings a wealth of knowledge to the table. He is joined by guests who will also offer unique perspectives and insights. Together, they provide practical tips and strategies to help you delegate some of the heavy lifting and make the most of your retirement. Whether you are a widow, divorced, or simply ready to take control of your financial future, this podcast is designed to help you navigate the complexities of retirement planning and make the most of this exciting phase of life. We take a step-by-step approach to help you understand what's next and guide you through the retirement planning journey. So sit back, relax, and let us help you build your retirement on your terms with another episode of the Simply Retirement Podcast with Eric Blake. Welcome to the Simply Retirement Podcast with your host, Eric Blake. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, Eric. I love that quote. You <laughs> talk about it, but I love that quote. Oh, we could talk about it. You know, it's it's one of those things we, you know, there's always 2020 is uh, hindsight's always 2020. It's <laughs> always a better. We always think we should have taken action a long time ago, but uh-huh. you know, if, if that's not the case, you know, we, we start with what we know today and we take action today. That's right. So if you um, think that you're too late, you're not, but you will be too late tomorrow. So do it now. (laughs) That's right. You got it. But then tomorrow's not too late either. Okay. Anyway, so we we have a- Take action. That's the key. (laughs) We have a guest today, Eric. So who is joining us for the day? Welcome a very special guest, Dina Mabry. Dina is a life and long-term care and disability insurance solution specialist. Today, though, our primary focus is going to be talking about long-term care. What is it? How do you pay for it? Uh, and this is actually going to start a little bit of a series where we're going to be talking about long-term health care. Again, I think starting maybe with the most important aspect, which is how do we pay for this and what is it? Uh, and then continuing on to some of the different types of care, those types of things that uh, just, again, more education on uh, one of the biggest aspects of retirement planning. It's kind of the idea that you know if you've got a plan and uh, only plan A works and we have no contingencies and plan A fails, what do we do? So that's really what we're going to be spending some uh, some time on. And uh, Dina Mabry, welcome to the Simply Retirement Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Very excited to have you. I thought it would start, if it's okay with you, just a little bit about your background, how you got into long-term care specifically, uh, and what's your why? I know uh, we've had conversations in the past. We've had a chance to get to know each other a little bit. But I think uh, I think you've got a great story, so I'd love to share that with the audience. Oh boy! All right, so I'm I am a 55 year old female, and I say that because that kind of puts into perspective that I'm over 50. And when my children were young, and I was under 50, I was really concerned about dying too soon. But when you start inching up out of your 50s and you're heading towards 60, you start thinking, "Wow, what if I live too long? How is that going to look?" So me, Dina Mabry, I spent most of my early career selling pharmaceuticals. And as a mom, it was a very mom job because I actually had infant formula. I was all about babies and moms and taking care of people. And that's kind of who I am in the heart of who I am. 
three kids. I've been married 31 years and I'm all about protection, planning and protecting. I had twins in the year 2000. I still have twins. They're just 23 <laughs> years old now. And I pivoted over into insurance. And at first I thought life and long-term care insurance. Wow. What a way to lose family and friends. No one's going to want to talk to me. No one's going to want to hang out for me with me. I'll, you know, I could clear a room by just saying I do life insurance, right? And, you know, fast forward now, you know, I've been doing this since 07 and it really is my passion, planning and protecting and also talking about risk and consequences. You know, what are the risks associated with not planning? And that's who I am. Excellent. Thank you for sharing the story. My first question, because this is this is an area that I think there's still a lot of confusion and it's just understanding what long-term care is. So, you know, with every client, we go through a process where we talk about what the retirement goals are, what the resources are, but we talk about what are you going to do? What's your strategy for paying for healthcare expenses long-term? And when I ask them about long-term care, they say, well, yeah, I've got coverage through work. If I get sick or I get hurt, I'm going to be, I've got coverage, but that's not really what long-term care is, right? So can you help us understand what is long-term care specifically and why it's important for individuals and families to plan and more specifically women? Yep. So long-term care is if you have an extended healthcare event, so that could be when you're old, it could be when you are young, a stroke, cancer, or just old age, anything that would, that would inhibit you from performing your activities of daily living. You probably see that ADLs, your activities of daily living. So what if you can't bathe yourself, toilet yourself? transfer yourself from a bed to a chair, dress yourself, feed yourself. What if you can't do those things? Who's going to do those things for you? We kind of have a running joke in the office that if you don't have a plan, it's usually your oldest daughter. So let her know that she's your plan and make sure it's okay with her. And you know, also another another trigger for an extended healthcare event is a cognitive impairment. And that's really, Eric, the thing that I'm mostly worried about. I'm involved in the Alzheimer's Association in my community. And there, although we're making strides and although we're doing getting great medications and we're trying to slow down the progression, the incidence of Alzheimer's is actually on the rise. And one of the the risk factors of Alzheimer's is longevity. So I want to live a long life. Oh no, what if I get Alzheimer's? You know, those things go together. So if you have a cognitive impairment, who's going to take care of you as well? Now, here's the problem. Who really wants to talk about not being able to toilet and transfer or losing their mind? No one. So when we have these discussions, the first thing that happens is the arms start to cross. And that's my first sign that the client is saying, not going to happen to me. And I say, well, I hope you're right, but where's your crystal ball? And maybe we should really think about it and plan for it. And what's awesome about the newer, and I say newer, probably the past 10 years, policies, these policies that help people have money so that they can have care, actually have a life insurance component to them, which means that if you end up not using it, just like you say you're not going to, and you never need long-term care, all the premium that you put into the policy will be returned to your beneficiary in the form of life insurance. So let's plan. Maybe you won't use it, but you have it just, just in case. 
And if you end up dying peacefully in your sleep when you're 100 years old and you never need long-term care, then all that premium will go back to your family. Now that's a win-win. Well, I think it's interesting that you know I've I've been in this business for over 20 years. I've sold long-term care policies. I've seen the unfortunate changes that have happened in the long-term care industry over that time period where premiums for traditional long-term care insurance have just skyrocketed to a point where unfortunately people just can't ha- keep the policy. They they end up leaving the policy lapses, all the money they put into it over the years is just kind of gone. So just in terms of looking at how you pay for long-term care coverage, you brought up one, you know, asset-based coverage. Can you kind of give some of what, what you consider maybe the, the top three ways of paying for long-term care? So I love these hybrid asset-based policies. They're my favorite because really all you're doing is repositioning money. It's like a savings account. So you're diversifying your portfolio. You know, you have your house, you have all the money that you're investing and growing, and then you have savings and whatever else money is out there. This is just another bucket of money, but it's earmarked for your extended healthcare event. And let me tell you, there's a whole psychology with this too. I talk to women all day and mostly I talk to women because they're the ones that are really concerned about the risk and consequence, right? And 71% of claimants, so 71% of the claimants, people on claim at Lincoln Financial Group right now are women, 71%. So, and then you look at a nursing home and it's full of women too. So women need to really pay attention to this. So when we look at these policies and we think, okay, what if we just reposition assets and we put them over into this policy? Now we have a dedicated bucket of money for care. What does that do to your psyche? What does that do to your daily life and your planning and your living in retirement? Well, it allows you to travel. It allows you to spend. It allows you to have fun. And the reason why is because you don't have that worry in the back of your mind going, I better not go on that trip because what if I, what if I need care? What if I have a long-term care event? I better not spend that money. I better save it because you can say now, no, wait a minute. I have that huge bucket of money over there that's tax-free for my care. So now I can use my money from my retirement to have fun. So tell me about the the tax-free component, because I think that's a part that's misunderstood by so many about how, how can that be tax-free? How does that work? Oh, this is the best kept secret. So there's a bunch of tax benefits to having a long-term care policy. The first benefit is, is that yes, all the benefits that you get from the long-term care policy, when you turn it on, that money comes to you tax-free. So let's say your benefits are $5,000 a month and you need to go on claim. You can't bathe yourself. You can't toilet. That money comes and it really is $5,000 a month. It does not have any tax. And that is per the Pension Protection Act of 2006. So all your benefits are tax-free. Even if you have inflation on those benefits, most policies are growing at, let's say, 3% compounding as you're aging. And then when you have that bucket, when you're 85, 90 years old and you turn it on, there is zero tax. And then the life insurance that we talked about, that is also a tax-free benefit. So if you use it, it's tax-free. If you pass away and it goes to your to your beneficiaries, it's tax-free. Then there's also a tax deduction on your tax return for the premium. So ages 61 to 70, there's an IRS code that states how much you can write off per year. And there's all the stipulations, check with your CPA, because it needs to be a percentage of your medical deductions. So the benefits are tax-free, the growth is tax-free, and part of the premium can also be written off 
on your taxes as well. Now you brought up you know, brought up the dirty words here just a, a few minutes ago. Nursing home, you know, a lot of as you know, many of our clients are women who are going into or navigating retirement on their own. They hear that word nursing home because they think that's when we we finally define what long term care is and they have a better understanding of what it is. The first thing that pops in their head is, I do not want to go into a nursing home. So what can these benefits be used for besides just a nursing home? What types of care can this coverage help pay for? That's a great question because I don't want to go to a nursing home either. I do have clients that say they want to go play bingo and want to go to the nursing home. But here, <laughs> here's, here's what I see. This is what I want. This is what Dina Mabry wants. I want to stay in my house. I want to, if I need care, I want to flip on my policy. I want all that money to come in tax-free so I have independence and I can pay a caregiver to come into my house, maybe three days a week, maybe four, I don't know, maybe full-time. And I want my three kids to be able to come over and hang out and watch Netflix and visit, not bathe me, not toilet me, not transfer me. So that's what I want. So these policies now are awesome because they are for home care, adult daycare, board and care, facilities, nursing homes, wherever you deem you want to be, as long as you can't perform two of those six activities of daily living, or you have a cognitive impairment. Excellent. Now thinking about, you know, we talked about the asset-based solutions. Now there's still there's still some of those traditional long-term care insurance policies out there. What, from your perspective, what should should women be thinking about when they are trying to decide between these two different types of policies, whether it's an asset base or they've got maybe they've got a lump sum they've got available to use, or maybe their assets aren't quite as high as they want would like them to be, and maybe they they need to at least consider long term care, the traditional long term care insurance. What are some of the key factors in your mind that would help someone distinguish between which of those solutions might be best? So we need to decide what's really important here. I I work with a lot of clients that don't want to pay premiums until they go on claim. And that's most of the traditional policies. So let's say you're 60, you could potentially be paying premiums for 25 years, 30 years, maybe. Depends how long you live. The asset-based hybrid products, however, you can pay them up in a shorter duration, maybe over 10 years, maybe over 15 years. And it's all really a function of premium, how much you're willing to put into it, and also your age. So I get that question a lot, Eric. People say, well, long-term care is too expensive. And I say, well, yeah, long-term care, getting care is expensive. And a policy is really a function of premium. So something's better than nothing. So I always recommend that we start at the bottom. Let's just look at something very basic. We don't need to just be crazy here. Let's just look at something basic. Because if you were to cover a portion of your expenses with tax-free money out of a policy, that would be better than not having anything at all. I do caution on the traditional policies, however, because they can have rate increases. And like you and I both know, we've seen it. Genworth. I, my own parents just got hit with a very big rate increase with Prudential. Prudential doesn't sell new policies, but theirs is a 12-year-old policy, and they got an enormous rate increase. But what we did is we gave up some of the inflation in order to keep the premium low. Because let's not, you know, we we're coming out of a very, very, very low interest rate environment. And what that means for the carriers is that they haven't made money on their money like they wanted. So when they're promising a client 5% compound, 
that makes them nervous. So we gave up some of the inflation and they got to keep their policy and they got to keep some of their inflation. So there's options. And that's, you know, that's what I love about what I do. So I'm a broker and I have all the carriers and I kind of joke, I love them and I hate them all equally. <laughs> I don't play favorite. So I have all the carriers and I have, and work in all states. So I think having the conversation is so important and just knowing what's out there. I mean, if I'm going to go buy a car, I want to test drive all the cars. I want to look. Well, I think that's a good point. And it actually wasn't a question I had had on my list, but I think it's worth asking. When you look at what you do, where you have the access to all these different types of carriers versus somebody who maybe only has one carrier, maybe a couple, how valuable is that? And you know, from your perspective, to have somebody to go to somebody like yourself who has many different carriers available to them? Well, I think that's really important because there's so many nuances to these products. You know, most of the products are reimbursement. We have some that are cash indemnity. Some have a six-year benefit. Some have a five-year benefit. And then we have one carrier that's unlimited benefit years. So boy, if you have a genetic predisposition for Alzheimer's, maybe you should be looking at the unlimited benefit year option because eight to 10 years is about the average claimant for Alzheimer's. So I think it's really important to look and shop and and, and what's important to you, what's important to you and in, in your family. Excellent. Now I'm going to come back as Wendy knows, I always like to have some, uh, some aspect of our conversation tied to the quote. And again, it's always, you always think, okay, if I had done this 20 years ago, I'd be in much better shape. So when you're like thinking about age and a woman is thinking about, okay, I need, I, I really need to be doing something What's the earliest age or youngest age that you think somebody should be starting to look at long-term care? And maybe what's the 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 oldest from an age perspective that would still, this is still a reasonable solution to look at? So age 40 is about where clients start thinking about it. And okay. what's great about a 40-year-old is they could pay it up by the time they're 50 or 60 and be done. So why not, you know, $500 a month, maybe move it over, just, you know, start chunking away at this policy and paying it up. And then the oldest, we can go up to age 80 for some of our solutions. Now, the problem is, is once we get older, things start breaking down and we have to shift the underwriting from thinking about dying to living. So the stuff that the carriers are most worried about are getting around. So if you've had joint injections or if you need a knee replacement or a hip replacement or you have osteoporosis, those are some medical conditions that they will not accept. But we do have annuities. They're called annuity care or for care, where we can position those for older. So maybe over 75, we can look at more of an annuity option, which is still great. You can really double and sometimes triple your money. And then the younger really gets the benefit because they have the value of, or the, the advantage of time. You know, let's think about, okay, so I'm working with a lady, Susan, in Florida right now. She's a single female in Florida, 55 years old. She's going to pay $6,000 a year, but she's only going to pay for 10 years. So she's going to reposition $60,000. That's it. Paid up, guaranteed, done. Well, when she's 85, she's going to have half a million dollars tax-free for her long-term care. So wow. give, give a carrier 60 and you're going to have $500,000 for care when you're 85 years old. And if she needs care along the way, of course, it's there. It just isn't as big because, because the benefits have inflation growing as you're aging. So I, I, my challenge is if you're you know over 40, if not 50, 
start having the conversation, start thinking about it. Think about, you know, let's, let's plan for that longevity. Let's plan to live a long life and let's protect the assets, protect the family, protect your independence and have options when you're older. So one thing, maybe clarify even this for me. So when you think about traditional long-term care insurance or the the life insurance-based strategies and solutions, there is some amount of qualification, medical qualification of some type, correct? But where the yeah. annuity potentially, and again, not to, to push one over the other, and, and it's always looking at the individual situation and looking what the strategy that's going to be best for that individual. But just to clarify that the the life insurance, the traditional long-term care insurance, the life insurance-based solutions have some level of medical qualification involved, correct? They do. Whereas the annuity, maybe again, maybe not the optimal solution, depending on the circumstances, there's not necessarily going to be a medical component to that. Exactly. They're, most of the annuity annuity carriers, they have five knockout questions. And really the five okay. knockout questions are, are you on oxygen? Do you use a cane? You know, Do you have trouble getting around? So it's already things that you would be using it for. So see, that's the problem. Okay. So go back to your quote, right? <laughs> we, we need to plan when we're young and healthy, young and healthy, because that is the least expensive and the best way to get insurance. I mean, it makes me super sad when I get that call from the client who's already diagnosed with something and they're saying, okay, I've, I've kicked this can for 20 years and now I need care. Can I get a policy? And I say, no, you can't. Yeah. So so you, you gave me a quick example of, of somebody you've been helping or working with uh, just a few minutes ago. Just real quick, is there an example that you can give of somebody where you felt like, you know, I really made a difference in this person's life, that that what we were able to do really gave them peace of mind, help them sleep better at night? Is there a, an example where you just say, I really, this is why I do what I do? Yeah, so many. I have so many. And that's that now that I'm, I've been in the business so long, now I'm, people are actually using their policies. I've, I've had death claims along the way and those death claims I know we're not really talking about life insurance, but those death claims have been so impactful because you look at this family and think, oh my gosh, if they didn't buy that policy, think of the poor devastation this family would be going through financially. They're already going through this emotionally. And then the, now the long-term care, I'll tell you my example last week, I got a call from the son of a couple that I had sold long-term care. It was actually a traditional long-term care with MetLife. And the husband had passed away already. He only used a little bit of his of his policy and passed away. But he was calling to tell me that mom had Alzheimer's and thanked me and said, you don't understand. We're getting $8,000 a month tax-free for our mom right now. And if we didn't have this policy, I don't know what we would do. That is so great. And that those are the kind of calls that I just think, wow. Absolutely. I've, I've never had a call. Here's funny. Funny thing, Eric, I've never had a call where anybody called me and said, darn it, Dina, why did you sell me this policy? <laughs> never happened. That's awesome. So never how happened. can our audience connect with you, learn more about your services and what you can do to help? So you can call me, text me, email me, go to my website, check it all out. But um, what I love to do is just get on a Zoom or get on a phone call and just have the conversation. So you can call me. Should you want me to say my phone number? Absolutely. Okay. My phone number is 818-601-3049. 818-601-3049. And then my email is Dina, my name, D-I-N-A-M, like Mabry, at, and then it's B-G-A, which stands for Brokerage 
General Agency Insurance.com. So Dina M at BGA Insurance.com. And our website is BGA Premier Insurance. Excellent. And we'll definitely make sure we have all this information in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dina. Uh, Please reach out to Dina Mabry if you have questions or would like more information about how she can help you and your family. Again, we're going to share this information in the show notes. If you would like to learn more about us at Blake Wealth Management, please visit our website, blakewealthmanagement.com. There you can learn more about our team, access uh, all of our free resources, our newsletter, YouTube, blog, Uh, And if you're a woman that is less than five years from retirement and you have questions about how to optimize Social Security, minimize your lifetime tax liability, invest smarter, be sure to click that Start Here button on the website. There you can learn more about our process for helping you make an educated and informed decision about whether we are the right firm to help you navigate your retirement journey. All right. Thank you, Dina. Thank you, Eric. Uh, I appreciate you both being here today. And thank you for listening. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. That's it for today's episode of the Simply Retirement Podcast. We hope you found our insights and advice helpful in planning for a fulfilling retirement. Don't forget to take action on what you've learned today. Visit our website at blakewealthmanagement.com to learn more about our firm and review our Simply Retirement Roadmap process to get you on the right path to the retirement you deserve. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Thank you for joining us on this journey, and we look forward to helping you achieve your retirement goals. Remember, retirement is not the end of the road. It is the start of a new journey. So embrace it and make the most of it. Until next time, take care. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Blake Wealth Management. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, private client services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Blake Wealth Management or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Blake Wealth Management, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.